Hey guys, welcome back to the Waxing Podcast. My name is Kirsten and I am also at Tampa Waxer. I almost forgot my own name. <laughs> um, I'm at Tampa Waxer on Instagram. I have my Facebook group who just got such a huge announcement on Wednesday. I am so excited. The cat is finally out of the bag, guys. I am just so excited to share with you today that I not only launched my waxing podcast this year, but you guys are hearing it second. Drum roll, please. I did that in my last episode. Man, I'm full of words, aren't I? <laughs> um, I am so excited to announce that I have launched the waxingguide.com. Yay! I wish I knew how to like make like sirens or like boo or whatever else, but I am not the best at editing these videos. So yes, guys, I am so excited that I launched the waxingguide.com. I also have Mackenzie from The Wax Room AZ hopping on there with me. We are doing the project together. And the only information that I am giving is the information that I spoke about on my Facebook group. So if you guys want to join that, it is The Waxing Podcast on Facebook. I will accept you in. And what I want to share with you on here today is that if you go on to thewaxingpodcast.com and you go in, you will, fig you will figure out that you get a free checklist from me. It is my gift to you guys. It is the most amazing checklist ever. I'm so excited and proud of it. And basically how I came about giving that away for free is I was noticing in forums and I was noticing on my own Instagram that people would message me all the time, like what wax should I use? What sticks? This and that. And Mackenzie was experiencing exactly the same exact thing. So what we decided to do was create the waxing checklist. And this checklist is everything you need if you are going to start your own suite your own business you simply want to level up in your stuff in your current room whether you are an employee or not this wax list is for you so I've had a couple people um, reach out to me about that and I am so excited to be able to give that to you guys completely at no cost so all you have to do is go on to the waxingguide.com enter your email and then I will share with you the newsletters that come next and it's basically what Mackenzie and I have been working on and we are so excited to share with you guys what is to come on the waxing guide and I went into depth about that on my um, video on my Facebook group so again um, go on there you guys can watch the whole video it is just her and I going back and forth on our project together so that's something so excited. I'm so happy I finally get to announce it. I'm so happy to start talking about it. Um, I hope you guys are excited about it as me. If there are ever anything that you want to see on the boxing guide or if you um, want to check it out, please do so. I will have it linked in my bio. Mackenzie will have it linked in her bio. She is at the Wax Room AZ. And I will also have it, of course, linked in the bottom of the show notes and then I will have it linked on the Facebook page guys so I have it linked all around but it's a pretty easy um, website to find so it's thewaxingguide.com I feel like it is such an easy um, searchable website so I wanted to go into this episode talking about 
good bosses versus bad bosses. So I know working in this industry, we've all seen them. We all have them. I have had my many shares of bad boss stories, but I have also had my amazing shares of good boss stories. So I am so excited to share with you guys my journey in this industry. And I actually have some other people's to share as well. So of course I have more bad boss stories because I do think that that primarily, um, you know, is the reason why most people are on their own because they don't have a good boss. Uh, what I want to share with you guys, I think most of you already know, but I do not own my own suite and I do not own my own business. And the reason why I don't is, as you guys can see, I just had my website baby be born on this episode of thewaxingguide.com. So I am able to step in other directions in this industry. So I am a owner of an online business and now the waxing podcast as since April. So I have had the freedom to do that. And so I'm so happy that I'm able to work in other directions. But also it's honestly because I've had such an amazing experience where I currently work. And I'm going to share that with you guys after I share with you the bad boss stories because I want to level it out on a good note. But my boss actually was just on. If you guys want to hear more of her story and I am going to also have her on. But if you guys want to hear more about her, I suggest going on Spa Strong podcast. She just did an episode. Her name is Rhea Schwartz. She is at Bosses in Beauty. She teaches seven figure estheticians how to grow their business. So she just did an episode with them sharing her journey and her journey was not easy. But what she's learned, I think, has taught her valuable information on how to like have employees and things like that. So it's always something I've really looked forward to um, talking about her with. But also as her employee, like I will say, it's definitely been such a good experience past the um, bad ones I've had. And yeah, I will get on to talking about that as well. So if you guys want to hear some good boss, bad boss stories, stick around. All right, guys, where do I even begin? I have been in this industry for seven years now. I have worked with my fair share of employers, and I actually used to only do facials before I did waxing at the new place I am currently at. So my boss stories are about somewhat facials, but it doesn't matter. They're all super relevant. So let's just get started. So um, one of my boss stories was actually when I moved to Denver, I got my license for about a year and I used to work with this woman. Anybody in Denver, oh my gosh, please reach out and let me know if you are listening and you want to know where this is at because I'm so curious if you guys know um, this place. But I used to work for this woman 
I started out there as a receptionist and um, I didn't have my license yet. So I was working on getting my license, but I also was there. And as a receptionist, I wasn't making that much money. So I started working at a bar part time. At that bar, I became a manager and um, I was making pretty good money because I was making hourly plus tips at one point, uh, manager's hourly. So it was actually pretty good. So um, when I was receptioning, I eventually got my license and she wanted to transition me over to the aesthetic side. Um, Her place is more known for massages and her facial I don't know her facialists weren't ever doing that great she actually was using really shitty products that I'm not a fan of Um, they were bio elements I don't know if you guys know what that is but um, no thank you so I don't know her place just wasn't all that amazing for facials but again I needed the experience and I wanted the experience so I still wanted to work as an esthetician I also wanted to work as a manager because I was paying my bills with that so I asked her if I could do a couple days a week and then I would keep my other job but she simply wanted to keep me on call so it was the strangest thing ever she wanted me for three days but she wanted me on call for three more days so essentially she wanted me to work for six days a week but three days for sure so the other three days were like completely up to her and I may just work three days a week basically every week when I had this bartending job I was actually making money at so it just didn't seem at the time like something I'd want to do um it's not not ever going to be something that I want to do so it was a very interesting situation so yeah I told her that I didn't want to do that I put my foot down and funny enough I went home for Christmas and she calls me and lets me know that Um, she's not going to take my offer and that I'm fired as an esthetician and a receptionist. So I lost both of my jobs that week, (laughs) which was so funny. But the silver lining is I never quit my um, bartending job. So I still had that to fall back on. You know, that was a very mild story compared to my next place. (laughs) So my next place was in Tampa, Florida. And when I started working there, I had the intentions. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jaclyn Hill. She is a YouTube celebrity and she is based here in Tampa, Florida. We don't have that many celebrities that live here in the Tampa Bay area. So Jaclyn Hill is definitely one that everyone knows. And she did a story one day where she was in this place or in this spa. And I remember looking at it being like, oh my gosh, she goes there. Like I want to work there because I'm sure with her influence, this place is like amazing. So I went into the place for an interview. I actually walked in and just asked if they were hiring. Um, Then they had me come back. So I did a practical on the owner. Everything went great. And I got my job, which was really cool. Um, Sadly, it turns out that Jaclyn Hill was friends with the makeup artist who occasionally would come there and do her clients because she didn't have a space to do them. And she actually was doing her friend a favor. Well, I would say my owner a favor by going in there and literally just like posing for Instagram. So she actually had like no, like she just, she wasn't a client there. It was social media purposes, which was really annoying actually. And had I known that, I don't know if I would have really went to get a job there, but I did. And that is when 
my bad boss story comes in. She, my bad boss stories have given me literal PTSD. How I want to start with this is when I first started working there, first off, she did not train me at all. I was trained by um, another esthetician who saved my life. If it was not for her, I would not be where I am today because I don't know if I would have possibly ever been a good esthetician if it was not learning from one of my good friends still today. Um, And then I remember getting a client who had rosacea and it was something that I didn't know how to handle yet. I was very new and... um, she told me to put a Jesner peel on her. So this is through text messages. This is without my um, boss even seeing this girl's skin. And as you guys all know, that that is like one of the most horrible things you could literally ever do to a client that has rosacea. There's a very slim amount of people with rosacea that actually can handle a Jesner. This lady had like full blown rosacea. Yes, yes, yes. As you guys are listening to this, you guys are thinking, well, Kirsten, how stupid are you to put a Jesner on somebody with rosacea? And my answer to that is very stupid. (laughs) So I started to put this Jesner on this woman and her skin completely, I mean, lit up like a Christmas tree. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. And I remember trying to play it off by putting a cooling mask on her, removing the Jesner. Oh man, it was bad. So she went home. Um, I didn't hear from this lady for a couple of days. And she sends me, she ends up texting me. I forget how she had my number, but she ended up texting me a picture of her face and holy crap, like she should have, she should have sued. I mean, I'm going to be really honest with you. It was one of the worst things I have ever done to a client. It is probably what shocked me from skincare for a while. And my boss did not back me up. She did not help me. She did not take blame. She did not tell this client that it was her that told me to do it in the first place. So it was honestly horrifying. Another thing that happened was my same boss. She had a, uh, I forget what it was. Was it Valentine's Day? It was like a holiday party of some sort. And I can't remember if it, if it, it, it makes me think it was Valentine's Day. But we had like a event in the spa where we did something. People came in, we gave them stuff and then services or whatnot. And I remember us leaving. And um, I think we left around like, I don't know, late, so maybe seven, maybe eight. And then I remember looking on Snapchat at the time that I had it. There was a girl that I followed on Snapchat and I opened up her Snapchats and they were having like a full on party at the spa, which I don't really care, but it was just like the what it was like they were getting lit. They were doing drugs. They were smoking weed. And no guys, I'm literally not a, you know, saint by any means. But it was just the most weirdest thing ever that she was having this like at her business. It was very odd to me. She used to actually come in, my boss, all the time drunk or she would start drinking at 4 p.m. taking her clients until 7. She would smoke weed so frequently in the back and the whole spa would smell like weed. We would tell everybody that we were burning sage and it was 
crazy. She is somebody who would come in one day and be like, you guys are doing amazing. Here, Kirsten, here's a free cleanser. Um, Keep it up. And then the next day, literally not even 24 hours later, she'd come in like, you guys need to sell more, blah, 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 blah. But she would never show up for work half the time. I would take tons of her clients. She would call out an hour before she had to be there. And I would find out on her Instagram, her personal one, that she was at a bar getting wasted. And she would tell me that I had to take her clients with, which mind you, remember in the last episode when I said that you attract who your clients are? So that's exactly who her clients were. They were exactly like her. They were literally crazy. And they would come in, find out that she wasn't showing up and that I was the one taking them. And they would literally be pissed. They would never tip me because she never accepted tips. So I would just do her clients for damn near free. Um, She also, you know, had Groupons at the time, which if you want Groupons, that's fine. But I was making like no money. Like I was making maybe $10 for a treatment, which was in the one hour and then maybe not getting tipped. So it was, it was an interesting experience, I will say. She did so many things, guys. Like... (laughs) I can't even remember half of them, but she was such a terrible boss. She literally taught me nothing. It was the worst experience ever. I feel like if you've had a boss like that, that is maybe and possibly the reason why you're on your own. So much shit that she did. And she was hateful. She was greedy. She did no training. I mean, she only cared about herself. I know for a fact her parents ran her damn business. And it's just a shame she actually is still up and running today and from what I can see on the outside of things it looks like she's gotten her shit together but I mean being on the inside of her business I know that ugh, I don't know um so that is definitely a couple of my bad boss stories and I wanted to shift right into my good boss stories, which I will go into right before I share everyone else's that wanted to share their bad boss stories. So my good boss stories are of one person. It is who I am hired with now. There's fireworks going off. So if you guys hear that, um, they're not gunshots. <laughs> so my good boss story is of course who I'm employed with now. Always have people on here who are in their own suites or they own their own business. And trust me, guys, that is amazing. I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud to share their stories for people that want to be on their own. But I also want to be able to highlight the people that want to be employees because there's so many benefits to being an employee. You can have all your clients And you can leave and you can have like nothing to worry about, nothing to think about. You can simply go home, be with your family, be with your friends, have no responsibility of taking care of anything else. And there's so many pros to that. And I think I definitely deserve an episode just on that. So I wanted to really share my good boss stories because I wanted this to be exactly what it's going to be. It's me highlighting the fact that you can work for somebody who's so amazing and makes you feel like you don't want to, as of right now, own your own business. The person that I've been working for does just that. So when I first started working with her, I remember I actually started as a receptionist. And the reason why I chose to reception there is because they didn't have any positions to be filled at the moment. 
And because of that, I, um, you know, took the job as a receptionist because I really wanted to work there. I liked the environment. Of course, I didn't know the back ends of everything, which ended up exceeding all expectations. But at the time, I just knew them as a client. So I got hired there. And shortly after, she ended up wanting to hire me for a waxing position. And if you guys, again, have listened to an episode that I've done in the past, I explained that I did not want to be a waxer. It was not something I was looking forward to. But she you know, gave me the confidence like, hey, if you don't want to be a waxer after I'm done training you, you don't have to be one, right? No pressure. And so I really took that leap of faith in the industry and pivoted into a waxer. One thing that she did for me that I'm so appreciative of is she gave me some super extensive training. So I trained exclusively with just her. We had so many models and she did not stop giving me models until I felt ready to go. And I think that's so important because, you know, I don't know how many of you guys are waxers who had like really crappy training or who didn't feel ready or, you know, who didn't get their answers, you know, answered right away. And I will say that I did not have that experience. So I'm so happy about that. Whenever I first started as a waxer, I remember her giving me exactly the wax times that I needed. So for Brazilians, I had 30 minutes for brows, same thing. And I really stuck with those lengths of time until I super felt comfortable. And a side note on that is actually to this day, I take longer to do brow tinting than anyone else at the studio as of now and it's because I'm a holy perfectionist and I just can't get it done in 15 minutes so even to this day like she lets me keep the times that I feel comfortable with and I want that to kind of be something that you think about whenever you are currently at your job is your boss advocating for you is your boss paying the marketing or getting the clients in because you know at the same ticket like of course they need to get paid that's how they run their business and that's how they also have their own livelihood but another chunk of that money goes to marketing goes to Facebook ads goes to Instagram goes to their Google their their website um their Yelp review blah 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 whatever you spend money in as a boss that is what your boss should be spending money on is you Um, They are investing in you to run their business smoothly. So is your boss doing that? Or are you finding all your own clients? Are you doing all your own stuff? Because if that's the case, maybe you should go off on your own. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Find a boss who really puts all hands on deck to get you full and booked. Because that's whenever you can make great money without all of the extra hassle of going home and still working when you have other obligations or you want to simply not do both 24-7 because as all my business owners that I've interviewed will say, owning your own business is like not all that it's cracked up to be. It's really difficult. It comes with so many perks, but it doesn't come with zero challenges either. So that's definitely my short version of the Good Boss Stories. And my next episode is going to be with my owner herself, Rhea. I'm so excited to pick her brain. Her story is absolutely incredible. And the reason why she has not been on yet is simply because I literally don't know what path to take with her. There's so much depth and conversation to have. 
And it's really difficult when you really know somebody like I really know her. So um, yeah, I got to get like really creative and actually like do a huge outline on that and really stay within what I want to ask and things like that because we could go on for I think ever. (laughs) I wanted to get right into sharing everyone else's story. So first of all, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to share your stories. Let's get started. This first story was actually asked to be anonymous and she says, I was pulled into the office by my former boss and was told I was a dark cloud and I had negative energy and a bad attitude. She gave me no examples. And if I know one thing to be true t- about, sorry, girl. <laughs> and if I know one thing about myself to be true, it's that I am the opposite. People often say I'm annoyingly optimistic. The next two months in a row, I was voted employee of the month by my coworkers and clients. My annual reviews, which two of the other managers would always give the reviews, were always nothing but positive feedback. My client retention was high. I was a team player, always had a smile on my face. It was the weirdest thing I've ever had anyone, let alone my boss, tell me. So for one, I am so sorry to hear that, and I wish I had more of a correct scientific based answer but what I'm getting from that is just maybe a sense of different personalities I mean I feel like as your boss you should totally be your employees you know number one fan because at the end of the day who you are as a boss trickles down at who your employees are as people. And so if you have like a negative outlook on who your employees are, your employees are probably not going to want to really work for you. So that was a, a really interesting bad boss story. Another one that I have, again, I'm going to keep it anonymous. So it's actually a good story. She said, my very first job with my aesthetics license was working for Lunchbox Wax. The franchise company was started by an esthetician in little old Boyce, Idaho, which is, I feel so important because she understood exactly what was needed and how things should be ran versus maybe somebody who is in the business person or who is just a business person and doesn't understand what it's like to work in the industry. Girl, yes. I hate when European wax centers, lunchbox wax, or any other franchises are ran by like men that don't know what the hell they are talking about you know ugh, it just it ain't my thing um I know I know a lot of people go crazy about European wax center but I love for more people to learn about lunchbox wax because I feel the environment is much better they use soft wax for all services except the nostrils and ears oh I did not know that um yeah maybe I need a uh maybe I need to interview a lunchbox wax employee They truly care about their employees. They make sure your room has everything you could possibly need, including an electric adjustable bed for your height and also for clients' comfort. I'm 5'9", so it was nice to be able to easily lower my bed for my clients to get on and off, but then raise it to the right height for me to perform a service. They have a high-frequency machine in each room for people with more reactive skin and struggle with ingrown hairs. My franchise owners were truly the best. They made sure were always paid fairly and that they always had our backs against customer complaints that weren't very legit. And with the complaints that were legit, they didn't yell at us or make us feel dumb. They determined what went wrong and educated us in a way that we could grow from it. They were all around awesome. 
Oh my gosh, I actually really love that story. And I love hearing positive stories that come from corporations like that because I know so many girls work for people for corporate. And so it always makes me really happy to know that people are having such good experiences in establishments like that. So thank you for for sharing. Um, so I have another one. <laughs> she starts out with, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> Okay, so this is her talking about her boss. She said she came in drunk to the to work a few times. Ooh, girl, I can literally relate. Told me I used to be so pretty when I wore makeup all the time. Oh my gosh, guys, that like flashback. Okay, so one time I went into work. This was at my place where I did a facial and I had like a couple pimples, which as you guys um, know, we're human and we're allowed to break out every once in a while. I remember my old boss walking in and being like, you need to cover that up and then just walking right out. And I was like, okay, it was, yeah. So I've literally been there. Um, She wished I wore more makeup because then clients would trust me and buy products. Okay, that makes literally zero sense. Keep in mind, I showered, I was clean, hair put up, mascara, filled in brows, clean face, but she wanted a full face of makeup. See, I'm really happy that she went into detail about that because I do feel like if you are working in the aesthetics industry, you should uphold some aesthetic stuff, um, you know, about yourself. So yeah, you don't have to get your nails done. You don't have to put on a full face of Mac makeup and you definitely don't have to like curl your hair every single day for work. But like, yes, there is a certain standard of just looking clean. She said, if you were sick, she told you to wear a mask and muddle through it which um crazy my current boss right now actually another good boss story is that she always says health before work so if anything happens she wants you to immediately address your health first um she smacked my friend's dad's ass (laughs) while i was training and waxing his back i'm sorry what (laughs) she would tell us sexual stories about her husband cute she threatened to sue us if we left and talked to clients outside of work all my clients always said how uncomfortable she made them feel because she would ho- hover over the girls at the front desk and belittle them. She shoved products down their throat. If you didn't walk your client to the wall of the products, you'd get talked to. If I asked if I could go contribute getting my wax ready at the end of the meeting, she would write me up. What? Oh, God. We had a girl who was doing coke and stealing people's money, and she didn't believe us until she saw it for herself on videotape um where do you I actually I I actually have this girl on Instagram and I know where she lives and um girl you know this is your story so reach out and let's talk because you um are in Denver (laughs) let's see I had to be hospitalized the night before a shift and she made me bring my wristband to prove I was there or I would get written up are you freaking kidding me she would make me wax her whole face then wouldn't tip me she said, I could literally go on and on. Oh, okay. Continue, not contribute. So she, so let me um, re-say that. I asked if I could go continue getting my wax ready at the end of the meeting. And then she wrote me up. Yeah, she sounds like a devil woman. Honestly, like I feel you on that. Um, the next one is actually one of my old coworkers. So this is about the same boss. <laughs> she said, I had to go get wine for blank so she could drink while working and walked into the room with a guy in the bed with all of his clothes all over the room. 
And guys, I'm pretty sure you can guess while his why his clothes were all over the room. Um, not surprising, girl. And let's see. So the next one is um, a girl who I'll keep her anonymous till the end because I don't know if she wants to stay anonymous or not. But she said, so this story would be a bad boss story. It was my first job as a licensed esthetician. Uh, it was in a full service salon. So they did hair, skin, massage, nails. When the owner's background was just nails and the shop mostly did nails. So to gain exposure to other services, he was selling packages. So a package would be like a massage and facial. Well, he didn't have a massage therapist and people were booking. And he wanted me to fake being a massage therapist. Oh, God. (laughs) I would be the worst massage therapist ever. I was caught off guard by that. I was scared because I was new and didn't want to get fired. I knew I couldn't pull that off because I didn't want to possibly hurt somebody or lose my license. Um, Yeah, or you don't know how to be a freaking massage therapist. Like, what? So I told him no, and he was not happy with me. He just had them get other services. Then after I was there a while, getting my bearings and learning a new product, getting comfortable, he tells me to upsell all my clients from a facial to a microdermabrasion because it was the most expensive service um, that they had. I told him not everyone needs it or not everyone is a uh, candidate for it. And you build to that usually, not do it right off the bat. This is something that is an owner of a salon and he has a nail tuck license telling me how to do my job. I was new, but not stupid. I told him that I don't agree with his ethics in business. And um, quite frankly, the lesson I learned from that mess was I found out right off the bat that was not a manager owner I wanted to work for. Very unethical. Um, Yeah, guys, if you start working for somebody and they want you to do services that are outside of your practice, um, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. I actually knew a story about a girl who left. um, I took a medical class with her. So we had our aesthetics license plus laser license. And she started working for this lady who was doing like, Oh, I can't remember like blood. It was like something where you had to pull blood out of the skin. I don't know if it was like one of those like facials, like the blood facials. But anyway, she was so busy doing it that she had this girl who I knew actually like do the the blood transfers. And that is like not something that we can do in our license. And that is so unethical of a boss to ask somebody to do something that they don't feel comfortable with and not even that but as we talk about in waxing if you're not comfortable and you're not confident in waxing you're probably going to be literally the worst waxer ever and that doesn't really stand only true to waxing if you guys are uncomfortable with with massaging with facials with microdermabrasions with damn near anything get trained on it or just be comfortable and tell them you don't freaking want to do it that is like so crazy to me. Um, yeah, wild guys. Thank you so much for sharing those though. I, I, you know, I know that this is like such a common thing for people to have bad boss stories, but I'm so thankful that there are people that have good boss stories as well. I definitely have one and I'm always so happy to share them with you guys. And I am so excited to, See how you guys like the waxingguide.com. I'm so excited to do my next episode with my boss. And if there's anything you guys want me to ask her, please reach out. 
please let me know and I will see you guys next time.